Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And you are listening to episode 220 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. You've come a long way with us. And if you need to catch up, go go back and listen. Uh, a lot of people do that on their trips, Pastor. Do you know that? they? Uh, one, one guy told me, he said, you know, I just uh, listen all the way and I get my fill of Tommy and Trey. When that I do that, makes for a very long trip if all they're listening to is me and you. Yeah, I know, but they do anyway. So if you spare time like that, you know, yeah. they say that's eh, time to catch up. I so. find that trips are the best way to catch up on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Whether you listen to just us or other podcasts, now it's better if you listen to just us. Obviously, I think that we're help more helpful than lots of podcasts. But that's for sure. It is a great. What's, what's your? Do you have any favorite podcast you listen to? Uh. I used to listen a lot to Kerry Newhoff, and then he got yeah he kind of got he got real down on we're never going to grow again, and I just couldn't continue to listen to yeah, that. So he's I, a church I'm leadership to, guru. Yeah, and I'm trying to get back in, COVID, into that. He, yeah, he but went, I listened to a small group one uh, from a uh, guy at uh, another church in California and yeah. other other things like yeah, that. Yeah. So. There's a real good one out right now that um, I think. Oh, the, um, I know which one. The, yeah, the World what, and Everything in well, It. Well, that's a good one for your daily news. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one like for daily news. One. The World and Everything in It. I listen to that regular because it gives you the, your daily news, but from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, it's it's not just discouragement and everything's going to go south. And so the other one I've listened to, and you need to listen to this, Pops. It's really, really good. Sure. Uh, what Happened at First Baptist. What Happened at First Baptist. Okay, so it's a story of what happened at First Baptist Jacksonville. So so uh-huh. some of you might know this church, some of you might not. I do. First Baptist Jacksonville has been one of our most historic Southern Baptist mm-hmm. churches over the last 100 years. Yes, so, easily. Um, that First Homer, Baptist Homer Lindsay was yeah. the pastor there for a number of years, and under his leadership, that church grew to 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. And, and so they had this massive building project. They built a huge worship center. Jerry Vines was a pastor right, there. He came right. and co-pastored with Homer Lindsay and at any rate, retired. And it, now the pastor is a guy named Heath Lambert. And the church took a tremendous decline. It went mm. from 10,000 down to 2,500, which is still a pretty big church. Yeah, I would say so. But, you know, it wasn't what it was. Anyway, it's just a story of how they transitioned and started to grow again um, and That's just neat. all the challenge. It's a really, really, really good podcast because it tells their story really well, but also just lots of uh, leadership lessons and what happened at what first happened Baptist. At first Baptist. Hey, and that's a good. That's if you, even if it. you're not a pastor, like where you are, this is just a really interesting listen. To my get. my mom and dad are they love First Baptist Jacksonville, so yeah. I'll get them listening to. Well, Jerry Vines, I, I don't I don't think I've ever heard Homer Lindsay. I've seen some YouTube videos of him preaching. He you know that was back in the 60s and 70s and 80s, um, but I was a big fan of Jerry Vines. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. he was... Very expository. Yeah, and good, good model. Yeah. He's still alive. He's got to be 114. Out. He's almost he's as old as you, up Pops. Yeah, 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 getting so. up there. Almost as old as me. Yeah, at any rate. So, yeah, so, podcasts are a so, great place to listen to things. As you listen to us, though, spread the word. Spread the word. You know, let what, let other people know. Get the them word. involved. Yeah. Um, well, Pastor, you know, we're in the middle of, of a growth spurt ourselves. Yeah, and we've not had like some, uh, First no. Baptist Jacksonville. Well, we're not going to be hitting 10,000 anytime soon. <laughs> no, not like that. We 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 still have that. I, I appreciate our church because we still have that homey feeling. I hope so. Uh, not like you're a homie. And 
But it feels like home. Homesy. Would that be a better word? I don't know. I'm just trying to get that feel, you know, and I was talking to some of my guys last night in my discipleship group, and they were saying, you know, there's a lot of people that they don't know. There's a lot of people I don't know. And I said, well, here's how you do this. You go and you see people you don't know. Go introduce yourself. That's That's a great thing to do, and maybe you'll make a new friend. That's right. And that's a challenge of a larger church. We, You know, I don't know what we are running from week to week. We'll have an idea. We have, over the course of this fall, we've been as many as 1,100 on Sunday morning. Uh, it seems like we're around, uh, on any given Sunday right now, eight, 900 to 1,000, yeah, somewhere in that yeah. range. Because any given Sunday, people are going to be, yeah, some Sundays just some more than others. That's just, that's just the way it goes. And Football so, game. So we're, we, are, we, are, we are a large church. Mm-hmm. We will probably, at some point in the near future, I would say over the next year to a year and a half, I imagine that we'll be pretty consistently over a thousand mm. that's that's probably the trajectory we're on if we continue to grow at the the rate we have been and and here's the thing I've learned over the years about church growth and we'll talk about while we're talking about this in a minute is that it it, it really does come in seasons mm-hmm. you know I mean uh, I, I mean I, w- I would like to think we'll just grow forever but that it yeah. typically doesn't happen that way no. that 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 most churches will have a season of growth and then just kind of stabilizes mm-hmm. for a few years and then they might have another uptick or even a decrease and it just it's just it's just an up and down kind of thing now we're going to consistently do what God's called us to do Amen. which is to make disciples and we're going to trust God with that but we are in a season where we have seen just over the last few years in particular, some pretty significant growth. It hasn't been, you know, extremely fast. It's just been consistent growth. And over the years, that stuff adds up to a point that we're now, you know, hitting that 1,000 mark and we'll probably be. But with that comes lots of different challenges. Mm-hmm. The challenges for, for some of us is just, um, and even for me as a pastor, on any given Sunday, there's lots of people that are in our worship service that I just do not know. It is, yeah. you can't, you don't have the capacity. None of us have the capacity to know a thousand people well. Well, when you think about this, I'm, I'm guest services as well, and, and we are getting in the range of 40 to 50 easily, even, yeah. even now, uh, right now, not in August, we had a huge month that month, but I mean, just normal month, we're getting consistently 40 to 40, almost 50 people. Yeah, brand new uh, people every, every month. Every single month. month. That's a lot. And we are working hard to get them in. And the number is, so you multiply that out, and that's over 500. Yeah. And if we get, you know. 10% which, or. Well, we're getting about we're, 20. We're getting about 25. Well, that's great. What we're getting. Yeah, that's pretty and good. And so we're pulling in 25 of those. You know, you've got another 150 people you got to think about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so it's just, it's an ongoing thing that you got to. Right. So, so and that's why of. we talk so much about getting into life connection groups and all those kind of things, because that helps you to get to know people. Exactly. And we can, we can, we can, we've talked about this before. We can, we can have that sense of being a church that feels like home, that doesn't feel as large as it is. And, you know, I'm, you know, if, I know for you and me, because we're, this is what we do as far as pastoral ministry, not being afraid to walk up to people and say, hey, yeah, I have I'm, no I'm issue. and introduce my, myself. And, and just, I'm being real honest with people. I, I, you know, tell me your name. I might not remember it next week, but give me time. I'll, I'll learn it. We'll and figure it out. We'll figure it out. So yeah. it's just, you know, there's lots of different challenges as we, as we grow and good challenges. We praise God for that. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want, we, we don't want to be about numbers in the sense like that's all we're focused on. Right, right. But it is good. And, and I think, you know, when you see growth numerically, I think it is an indication that God is doing something mm-hmm. that we're, 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 you know, we're not just building a crowd. That's mm-hmm. not the goal. We're no, making disciples. And so we're, we're holding on to our commitments to be a, uh, a church that is preaching the word of God, that is, you know, helping people to form Christ-centered relationships, all those kind of things. We're not uh, watering down our, our, our message. Mm-hmm. We're not giving into the culture. We're doing all those things that we believe that scripture wants us to do. And with that, I mean, we're in a season where God is really blessing us with, with lots of new families. And with that comes the things we want to talk about today. All right. Some really big challenges for us, not just with 
you know, names of people and all those kind of things, but what do we do with our campus? Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. You know, our building, uh, I think our worship center is about where it's going to be. I don't know that there's yeah, much we're not but there's lots of worship center. Yeah, there's lots of other things that we can yeah. do to help us to continue to grow. Yeah. So, so this is going to be helpful because we're going to talk about how to think about our building challenges in a growing church. And mm-hmm. so I've got, you know, five different ways we need to think about our building challenges. And so I know that we have lots of people who listen to our podcast that do not attend our church. They're not a part of the Northwood family. Uh, they listen because somebody, you know, suggested they listen for some good practical biblical insight or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. So I know that that our audience is broader than the Northwood family. So if you're listening and you're a part of the Northwood family, hopefully this is going to help you to think about why we have proposed at our church this building expansion thing that we are, are going to vote on as a faith family on October 15th. Mm-hmm. If you're not a part of the Northwood family, uh, I hope this is just interesting to you, that yeah. you're going to get kind of see behind the curtain a little bit of, of how, you know, a church like ours makes decisions. We're moving forward and trying to manage uh, growth and and tension within our building and uh, not like tension between people, but the tension of, of a facility and yeah, how to yeah. put people in it. So hopefully, no matter who you are, uh, that this is going to give you some insight. And hopefully this is also not going to give you some insight, but it's going to help you to think maybe uh, biblically about these things a little bit too. All right, well, let's get started. We're going to be talking about how to think about building challenges in a growing church. And the first is this. And this is very important. The church is not a building. Okay, so, and I know that when I when we say that, you, you agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone listening, I think, would say, yeah, we know that the church is not a building. But when you begin to think about building or expanding facilities like we're thinking about doing here, I mean, we really have to remember that. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Because I know, and you do too, Trey, after being in this for, for many years, uh, where uh, we know of churches where the building became the mission of the church. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, that was how to maintain it, how to keep it up, how to raise funds for it. And and that's just the reality, that, that churches can get, can get consumed by the facility itself. And not only consumed by the facility itself, but the identity of the church mm-hmm. becomes the facility and not the people that God has called together. And so just that reminder that the church is not the building. The the church is the people of God who gather uh, to worship and to serve together for the sake of the gospel. That's what the church is. The church, I mean, literally in the New Testament, you have this uh, this Greek word ekklesia, and it just mm-hmm. simply means called out ones, yeah. gathering, something of that nature. And so that that's who we are. The church is not the building, it's the people. And so just remembering that as we move forward as a faith family and thinking about all the different ways we need to think about our campus, uh, we have to keep in mind, right, that ultimately it's about the people and what God is doing in the lives of people Amen. and not about building bigger buildings and all those kind of things. It's but, fun to, be, yeah. big, to build buildings, uh, but it's not the mission. Having been in both situations, uh, I was a, a, a church starter, and we had no building. Yeah. And there, there is a struggle between what people's expectations are. That's, that's the issue, what people's expectations are when you're trying to bring them into church. Yeah, because you all met like a Chick-fil-A for a while, didn't you? Well, that's how we started, but we ended up in, in, a, in a, uh, the senior I mean, center over Mount Pleasant. That's a pretty sweet gig to plant a church in a Chick-fil-A. Now, yeah. it wasn't on Saturday, obviously. No. It was on Sunday because Chick-fil-A's yeah. closed. So they gave you the space. but They gave us the key and everything. So, so. you could go back and use the fryer? No. <laughs> <laughs> but all the all the uh, we were free. They were free with the drinks. We could really? drink as much as we wanted. All the Coca Colas and all that stuff. That was cool. Um, and uh, but anyway, the point is, is that it, at first it's very invigorating because yeah. you're so used to this 
cap encapsulation of a building. Yeah. But then eventually, you know, the, the going out and coming in and all those things that you have to do every single week start to get old. Yeah. So that's, and, that's uh, yeah. That's so there is, exactly right. there's this, that's, uh, that's the tension I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, people say, well, we're the church. We can meet in a field. Ah, you know, I you understand. Can. You but... can meet in a field. And, and, and literally, I mean, that's true. Like in, in some international context, mm-hmm. There are churches that literally meet under trees, and that's what they do every single week. And I've seen the pictures, and, and, that, and, and they're growing, fine. and it's wonderful. And but but also at the same time, we we, we we don't have to meet under trees. We can meet in a building, and that's okay. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That's true. That's true, that In too. our culture, and, and that's going to get us right into this next yeah. way we need to think. So, one, the church is not a building. It is the people of God serving together, worshiping together, and on, living on his mission. But the church, it does need a place to gather. It does need that, yes. Because we Number think two. about, right, this idea in the New Testament of the church, it, it is the gathering of people. It's coming mm-hmm. together. Now, we are the church wherever we go. That when, when you and I leave this place on Sunday morning, we are the church sent out into mm-hmm. our community for the sake of the gospel. But we're also, the, so we're the church scattered, if you will. Yeah, right? yeah. But there's also this idea of gathering that, 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 you know, the New Testament sets a model for us of coming together on a regular basis on Sundays to worship and to encourage each other. And not only Sundays, but we come together quite a bit during the week for mm-hmm. various things, Bible studies and Awana and student ministry. I mean, we meet on our campus quite a bit. So so the church is not a building, but the church does need a place to gather. Mm-hmm. And and we are in a culture where there's an expectation yeah, that's what uh, I mean. that the church has a place. Mm-hmm. And so we have a place. Our place is 2200 Green Ridge Road, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a church meeting in a building, and there's nothing wrong with a church meeting in a large building or a nice building or anything like that. Now, some churches do choose to do things different because uh, maybe a church plant that's newer, and we live in a community where yeah. we know of lots of churches that are meeting in schools because yeah. that's what they can do right now as they're thinking about. But I, I can tell you this, right? Like most of these um, churches that are meeting in schools would love to have their own facility. Oh, they would. And they're there. waiting for that day, and they're yes. praying for that day. They're saving for that day. Um, we have we have new churches in our community that have gone into older churches mm-hmm. where that congregation was dying and could not sustain itself. And those newer churches have gone in and kind of uh, planted in those older facilities. That's happening all over our yeah, community. Yeah, that's great. You have uh, churches that are meeting in storefronts. There's several of those around here. And so, so regardless, you know, the church is the body of Christ, but the church, the local church, does need a place to gather. Mm-hmm. And so we gather at 2200 Green Ridge Road every single week. And 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 so here's the deal. That's a big thing, right? Because when people think about Northwood Baptist, hopefully they think about the people. Yeah. Right? We, we sent out people in our community this week, and people who met with us talked about, oh, you're from Northwood. Oh, we know about Northwood. Right, so, right. So it's, it's, people recognize Northwood Baptist Church, the people, and what we're doing. But but people also associate us with a place, and that's that's, right. o- that's okay. It's okay for the church to have a place to meet. It would be really odd if we changed places every single week. I have been in churches like that. Yeah, that would be well. It, it would tough. be tough. It we bought, and it would be tough because yeah. you know you and would. That's one of the reasons I'm here, <laughs> right? I mean, having a place it's to meet on a consistent basis is a big deal. Yeah. And so so the church needs a place to gather, and here we are. We have a a place to gather. Uh, but what we've talked about now as we're we're looking towards the future is our place has just become too small. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and not the worship center necessarily. We can probably uh, continue to grow in that room. There are things we can do to add more seating if mm-hmm. we need to do that. There, We can always uh, create other services. So we can grow in that worship center, I think, for quite a few more years. But we have talked about specifically our children's space and our yeah. student space. Yeah, those are the ones. That we cannot... 
we cannot sustain those um, ministries in the spaces that they're currently in. If we're going to continue to see families come to our church and we're going to continue to see growth, then we have to expand those particular yeah, areas. Yeah. Um, and we talked about some other expansion areas too, but those are our two pressing Those are the big needs, ones. Right? Yeah. So, but we need a place for our children to gather. We need a place for our students to gather so that they can be equipped for the sake of the ministry. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Let's, let's right. keep on going. Let's go on to number three. The church needs to be a place for the community. Yeah, so that's what makes um, our church unique because there's a conviction that we have yeah. that uh, that that God has given us a place, and he's given us a good place. Mm-hmm. Right now, we don't have uh, the most acres in town. There's lots of churches that have far more physical space than we do as far as a footprint in the community acreage uh we we actually don't have as much many acres as we need right but we still have a good place we have we have a wonderful worship center we have a wonderful chapel building we have uh it's, it's too small but we have a wonderful children's facility we have a family life center and so here's the deal right we have this conviction that that god has given us this place to meet and we want to steward it well that it's not just for us right if we want to reach our community, one of the ways we can reach our community is to leverage our space for the community. And so we're very open-handed. Uh, some would argue probably that we're too open-handed. Probably. But we're very open-handed with our space, and we allow um, different organizations and nonprofits that are needing space to use our community on a regular basis. We have lots of, I say lots, of, we have several homeschool organizations that use our community. We have several local organizations that use our community. Now, we're not going to allow um, people in our community to use our church that that are openly opposed mm-hmm. to who we are as a right. faith family and our doctrines and our convictions, but we're still pretty open-handed. Yeah. You know, we want, because what happens for us is when we get people on our campus, period, it gives us opportunities to minister. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, it's just happened over and over again. We'll see people come to our church for something that was taking place in the community, uh, for a basketball game that was being held by a homeschool organization or for a community meeting that was being held by uh, an HOA or whatever yeah. the case may be. And they're here, they're on our campus, and something happens along the way where they're introduced to somebody in our church, and then they come to our church. Yeah. There's a number it of people in our church that, that are here because uh, their, their first introduction to our church was some event that was held on our campus by an organization other than uh, Northwood Baptist Church. And that's a, that's a big deal. And so, so we understand that puts a lot of wear and tear on our, on our building. We understand that, that for us, especially as a staff, there are times where, where we have to be very creative with the schedule. Uh, because, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the I mean, big one. That's the big one. And we, we yeah. were trying. Now, the Ministry of Northwood always comes before, um, you know, different organizations, what have you. But, I mean, we're having to be creative because we do want to steward this campus well. Now, we're not a rental facility. We're not saying that. But we are open-handed in the sense that we want to use our com- our church to be a blessing to the community so that we can reach the community with the gospel. It's one of the ways we reach out. And so, right. so even as you think about that, right, like— um, as we continue to expand our campus, we, we want to have that in mind, that we want to be a blessing to our people here at Northwood, but we also want to be a blessing to our community. So, so and, and that says a lot. Mm-hmm. That says a lot to our community. Like, this church is for the community, is for the people, right? Like, people come, and, like, this church is wide open, like, in the sense of we're welcome here, mm-hmm. you know? And that does give us that opportunity to speak into lives and preach the gospel, and it's just good. Yeah, and they know where we are. That's I mean, right. simple. I mean, it sounds funny, but we have people who live across the street. We have about 5,000 people who live across yeah. the street in these apartments, 1,800 apartments. And I will say, you know, the church over there. And they said, I didn't know there was a church over there. Yeah. So bringing people to the, to the campus— 
helps them know, oh, there's a church there. And so um, it, it is a draw, and it's constantly on our, when people come guests, as, yeah. as guests, they constantly say, yeah. I was at a homeschool event, or That's I was right. at That's a right. whatever event. That's I was right. at the concert, or whatever it was, and, and so they wanted to try us out. So it is a great thing and a great opportunity. And the other thing I will say is you never know how many cars are going to be in the parking lot. No. You can come, like last night, discipleship. We came to do our little discipleship in my office, and there was 100 cars here. I don't you know. know what's going on. That's the thing. I don't even know what goes on half the time, <laughs> to be honest with you. I so it, the it looks like something's always going yeah, on which is good. Church. Which is yeah. good, and that's exciting. Yeah, that is very exciting. What we don't want to see is a campus that's empty all week long. Oh, that's boy. A ba- and there's lots of, and again, it's not a knock against, but there's lots of churches that are that way, that the only time the campus is used is on Sunday and Wednesday. And you see it, so, so there's you a spend, chain yeah. across the front. I have, and, I've been to those yeah, churches. Yeah. I've pastored those churches where we've had to remove the chains because I ain't mm-hmm. having chains in my Anyway, that's another conversation for another day. But 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 I think you know it's it's you know not a good use of resources when you spend literally millions of mm. dollars on a campus to only use it one or two days a week. Yeah, that doesn't make no any sense, sense to me. So all. I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful for our church and the desire for our entire body yeah. uh, to be open. I know it causes stress and tension and all those kind of things because we're trying to manage schedules, but I, I'm very thankful that we're mm-hmm. able to be a little more open-handed than most, and we've seen how God has used that in the life of our church. And we're able to because we've made that we're commitment. We're able to. That's yeah. right. All right, number four, the church needs to be strategic. Yeah, so let's spend some time here, okay? So, so here's where we are as a faith family. We've talked about this need to expand our campus, mm-hmm. so, but we want to be strategic about it. Yes, Here's what what I've seen over the years with church building stuff. Uh, there there are are some churches that live by the motto, "Build it and they will come." Mm. Right? They kind of field of dreams model. But we just build a big building, then then people will come. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily true. And it's you definitely know? not biblical. I mean, yeah, you know, you build a a, a a worship center to seat you know six hundred people, but you only got a hundred people in your church. Mm. Well, that that I mean, it, it's great the dream. Uh, but you, you need to be realistic yes. that if you're a church of 100, it's probably going to take you a while to be that church of 600 if you ever get there. And just because you want to be a church of 600 doesn't mean you need to build a building that big. That's, That's exactly probably right. not very wise. And so we don't, you know, subscribe to the philosophy of build it, they will come. Nor do we want to be way too late to make a move either. Well, that's for sure. I, I know some churches that try to cram people in and just, you know, uh, they do everything they can to not build, which I get that too, because it is a commitment and it is it is a financial burden and all those kind of things to begin to build. But at the same time, here, here's just what happens. Here's just what happens. If if there's not enough space, people stop coming. Mm-hmm. That's true. And we're not talking about, we're not talking, oh, they'll say, well, not me. I'm going to be here. We're not talking about you. We're yeah. talking about the people that are on the edge. That's right. That's you exactly know, that's right. That's who we get that's our growth exactly from. Right. That's exactly right. So that, that, that family that visits and they walk through that children's ministry building and they see, man, this place is just jam-packed. There's mm-hmm. no place for my kid here. Yeah. They're likely going to go somewhere else where yeah, they feel they like, are. you know, there's some, some more space. Or same thing with our student, our student ministry building. Oh. Uh, well, we don't even really have a student ministry building. They meet upstairs in the Family Life Center in that space that has been designated for them. We're trying to get 100-something people up there every on single, a Wednesday every night. Single, yeah. And um, and then on the same mornings, they have their life connection groups up there. That space is not it's just not designed for that. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it is... It is tough. And so, again, their, their at capacity 
it, it will not be possible for that student ministry to grow beyond where they are because there's just no space. Right. You know? So you think about both of those areas, they're, they're good areas. We're very thankful for those areas. We're thankful for the leadership that preceded us that constructed those areas. It's not, you know, it's just, hey, we're at a point now where that we just have, and so we won't be strategic and wise about it. We're not, we're not saying we're never going to build BS because we, we don't want to take on the financial responsibility. And we're not saying build it and they will come. We're saying we've got a need and we want to meet that need and we want to meet that need well within the resources that God has provided us, which also means, right, as we build, we talked about this four phase building project. Right. Because we also see the need that as we do continue to grow, we're probably going to need just additional education space in general. Yeah. And so we've got a plan to build a new education building between our chapel and our current education facility. Now, but we don't have to do that right now. No, not now. We don't have to do that we're, in the next six months, we right? We can make it. We can make for it for a but, couple but, years. But still to have that plan, like if God continues to send people to our, our church, we need to have a plan for that. And we also have a plan for a new um, social hall. That social hall gets used all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's is old and dated and and it's got its own issues yes. and it's probably just best to take that thing down and to build something that would serve our needs better. But again, that's one of those things that doesn't have to be done right away. Right. See what I'm saying? And so so what we could do is we could and I'm just throwing out numbers, I'm not saying this is the case. We could we could, you know, um we could say, okay, we're gonna start a ten million dollar project. Let's get this thing done and put ourselves in a lot of debt to do mm. it. Now I'm not Saying I don't think it's going to be a ten million dollar project. No, um, no. but you know what I'm saying. Either. That that's not wise either. We want to be strategic, and so what we're saying is is let's phase this thing out. I agree. Over the course of several years, and and see how God provides for us. Mm-hmm. And you know, and we came out of just here recently in the last year, um, debt retirement. Right. That was where a great we were day. spending. Yeah, it was a great day. We were spending about twenty five thousand dollars a month on debt. That's a lot of money. You know, and, and so we don't want to do that again either. We don't want to put ourselves in debt where, you know, we're still in debt 10 years from now. And so trying to figure out how we meet the needs and we're wise about it and strategic about it, not saying let's build it and they will come and not saying we're just not going to ever build. We'll just, we'll just figure it out. But no, just realistically being very strategic about it. And so what we've proposed to our church is, okay, we know what the immediate needs are. Let's focus on that first. Let's, let's get the architectural plans drawn up. Let's, let's get the cost determined. And let's, let's, as a church, pray and seek God's face and ask God to give us wisdom how to move forward. And let's, as a church, begin to raise the funds necessary and as we raise those funds let's get it done so i'm saying and so so just it shows not biting off the whole thing at one time Mm -hmm. but just step by step meeting those immediate needs and and we can do that we can do that and that's what we've proposed to our faith family is is a strategic process to help us expand our campus to help uh to to resolve some of these issues we're having with space and 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 it's going to be good i I, I trust our people going to rise to the occasion and we're going to get this thing done and and we're going to have a a campus that meets the needs that we currently have. Now, one of our needs is also parking, but we're going to take care of that pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I so we have, we have a plan idea. to and, cut uh, a driveway. And yeah. We've already talked to the funeral home yeah. next door. We're going to cut a drive, and they're all excited about it, too. They yeah. think it's a great plan uh, so that we can share that space a little bit better. And we're going to clean up the back lot a little bit. So there's there's different yep. ways we're going to try to expand our parking as well. So so because we're limited on acreage. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the big deal. There, there's, there's only we'll only be able to get to a certain number on our campus period mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. Anyway. Now we can always add more services and that might happen there in the years to come. We just don't know right now, but for our norm, for our current Sunday morning schedule, nine thirty and 11 o'clock and our life connection groups, our current Sunday morning schedule, we can expand our campus to probably accommodate 1400 people. 
on a Sunday morning with our current schedule. Now, again, we can change the schedule and accommodate more probably by adding a Sunday evening service or a Friday night. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? And those yeah. might be options we look at down down the road. But for right now, our current schedule, we can probably have 1,400 people on campus. That's kind of what we're aiming for. Uh, and that's good. But 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 listen, we, we here's the deal, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not about building, um, you know, some kind of kingdom right, right exactly. here at 2200 North Ridge Road. It's exactly. about building God's kingdom. Amen. And building God's kingdom, it is, we want to multiply. We want to add people to the kingdom. And that's the fifth thing we're talking about is that the church needs to multiply. Yeah, and so that's part of our vision. Our vision isn't just to bring people here on campus and just get to 1400 and look what we've done, right? Our vision is we want to see lots of people in our area come to faith in Jesus Christ. We want, we want you know, multitudes of people to hear the gospel and we want multitudes of people to come to faith and be discipled and we want to do all that we can to be a part of that now there's other churches in our area obviously that have that same vision that same mission and they're working hard and laboring Uh, but as as god brings people to us god is giving us a unique opportunity uh, to train people to disciple people he's also giving us unique opportunities to raise up church leaders yeah and god is doing lots of really amazing things in the life of our church and we want to steward that as well and so so one of the things we've done obviously if you're part of our faith family you know this because you've walked through this with us we've helped a church come back to life we've revitalized um Gethsemane baptist up the street from us and we want to do that over and over and yeah. over again because there are lots of churches in our community that are on the verge of shutting their doors. Yeah, and so if we can go into churches and help them to live again, that multiplies. That that helps us to send people out from our church. And we want to. We don't want to just keep everybody here forever. I mean, that's, that sounds good. Everybody, but, but if we're equipping people and we're training up people, then that people should want to leave, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but in a good way, to go to go multiply, to go plant themselves somewhere else and help that church live again. And we have done just and that we've done with that Gethsemane. Gethsemane. And we've done church planning in the past with restoration yeah. in Hanahan, and we want to do that as well. And so we, we want to be a church that certainly sees the need we have on our campus and, and helps our campus to, to expand so that we can continue to minister to people right here on Green Ridge Road, but as God leads us, we also want to be a church that multiplies it, sends people out for the sake of the gospel in our community and around the world, for that matter, uh, to, to make disciples in other areas of our community, to help struggling churches, to start new churches, whatever that looks like, we want to be a part of that. And so so we do want to be that multiplying church. I'm really excited about how God is raising up some leaders in our church of a passion for that, and we've already done it once with Gethsemane. Uh, we've planted once with Restoration. We're going to do it again. As, as God opens the door, we're going to walk through it in faith, trusting that, that God is going to bless his church that multiplies. Amen. Well, Pastor, I think this has been a great way for us to think about the building challenges. And uh, I just pray that people will uh, begin to make it a matter of yeah, prayer yeah, and yeah. Uh, say, hey, how can we be strategic in what we're doing so that we can continue the work of God? That's right. All right, Pastor, we'll close this out and get us ready for next week. Well, I know this episode was a little bit different because you're kind of hearing about some of the things going on at Northwood, but I hope that wherever you are and however you're listening, that today's been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you have new content delivery device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps us to get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode helps you connect faith to life.